Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Hello, everyone. And if you listen to that introduction, uh, we are back and with a new name. So now uh, Our Soul is now hosted by the Faith organizers of Faith Choice Ohio. Um, I'm Kelly Fox. And and I am the Reverend Terry Williams. Um, you will you will notice we are the same faith organizers of a previous organization, but we changed our name on January 1st. So we are now Faith Choice Ohio. You can check us out at faithchoiceohio.org. And Kelly, so what what all has changed with the new year new name? I mean, a, a lot and not that much. We're still the same team. We still have the same values. You know, we still care about reproductive health rights and justice. But one thing that I'm super excited about is we're doing a lot of new stuff. So if you know me outside of my work at Faith Choice Ohio, um, I also work for If When How, which is an organization that uh, works for reproductive justice, specifically with lawyers. So they do a lot of work around SMA um, and the law. And if you've done our SMA training before, uh, we actually mention If When How in our SMA training. The Repro Legal Helpline is by If When How. So I work at If When How as the development coordinator. I do some fundraising work there, do a lot of behind the scenes work. And If When How um, is going to be partnering with Faith Choice Ohio. Um, so be looking out for more information around that. But I am super excited because I've worked multiple jobs at the same time for a while now, but have not been able to have a crossover until this point. And I'm really excited for the people of my two worlds to collide and to see the kind of work that we can do together. So as for what has changed, our name has changed um, and we're adding a bunch of new stuff, but we are, you know, the same people with the same values. Um, and we're just going to be doing more work for Repro because it's really needed for 2022. 2022 and beyond. Yes. Um, I have a lot of people since we launched the, you know, the new name and, you know, we have new colors and, and different things. Um, folk have been asking, so what happened? Why the change? What's going on? And I told them essentially the same uh, thing that, that you have, Kelly, that we're really the same team. We have the same values. We're doing a lot of new stuff and, you know, broadening our, our base of trainings and particularly offerings to the community for resourcing and equipping faith communities and leaders and communities to speak about the faith side of repro. But I think it's really important for us to, to just let folks know, you know, we made the change to Faith Choice Ohio primarily because our previous name and previous uh, affiliations really did not serve our long-term purpose at this point. Um, we also had a situation where our uh, national organization from our previous affiliate name 
decided to eliminate the state affiliate programs, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, was a, a little kind of uh, humorous to us just because we, you know, we didn't have a strong connection to them really aside from name. Um, they were not financially uh, connected to us. They were not uh, helping to fund or, or do work locally um, with our organization. We've always been an independent 501c3 since 1993, um, and we're still functioning as an independent 501c3. Nothing has changed financially in terms of donations. You know, you still um, donate to Faith Choice Ohio. That money stays local, just like it always has. Um, and people, I think, are finally understanding what that relationship looked like because people would send money to our, our previous uh, organization at the national level and uh, there was some misunderstanding sometimes about, well, you know, how much of that money stays local, how much of that stays national, and the reality is all of the money stayed national if you gave to national and all of the money stayed local if you gave to us locally because there really wasn't that much of a partnership there to, to begin with. And it's nothing uh, untoward, it's just the reality of organizing that we have experienced a shift in the last 30 years. That mm-hmm. 30 years ago, uh, when we first were forming into a legal entity, um, there was an unofficial group of clergy that had been operating on the ground since before Roe. Uh, versus Wade was decided, but folk in the 90s decided there was this big push back against uh, abortion rights in a way that clergy said, no, we really need to have an organized voice. And at that time, the main method for organizing resistance to the anti-abortion movement was to focus on a national strategy Mm -hmm. at, you know, the Congress, the Supreme Court, that kind of process. Well, 30 years goes by, and now where we sit in this moment, the real work that must be done must be done state by state, mm-hmm. state house by state house. And even more important than the state house, it has to be done community by community because community care is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Self managed abortion in good faith, being able to make sure that people on the ground have the tools they need to connect people to those resources. Being able to do trainings like our religion and repro training that's coming up here in January and restorative transformative justice trainings that are starting in February. Those kind of local resources are really what's essential. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we moved forward, we said, we really are an independent organization. We are about faith. We are about choice. And we're about Ohio. So Faith Choice Ohio. There Makes it sense. is. Uh, faithchoiceohio.org, just a reminder. That's uh, mm-hmm. where we are. And I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. We should probably uh, run through all of our training opportunities that we have available for folks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, that, that kind of reminds me, you know, when uh, the... 2020 election was coming up we always talked about like how all voting is local all politics is local all repro it should be local and a lot of the the work that goes into you know fighting to protect reproductive health rights and justice is that local work within our communities and and talking with actual people um and you know like if an organizing strategy stayed the same for 30 years that organizing strategy might become a little stagnant and um, what we found is, you know, being in the community and doing community care is how uh, how we get free, which <laughs> reminds me of um, 
some other stuff that you'll be finding out about later. I don't want to jump the gun, but just remember that phrase. Um, but as far as trainings go, um, I'm super excited about our uh, restorative and transformative justice training. Um, I was able to do one of these trainings by request um, this fall, and it went so well that we're actually going to be offering it every other month for the rest of this year. Um, and it'll just be a place, you know, if you've tuned into the restorative and transformative justice um, book club last year or the abolition reads book club last year, uh, kind of those same theories and ideas, um, but putting them into how does that work in practice and what does it look like to, you know, be acting in a transformative justice mindset or doing restorative justice practices in, in our everyday life. And it's hard, and it's difficult, mm -hmm. but I'm so excited to be at a place where like we can talk about that and we understand that that exists within our work for re repro and reproductive justice. Absolutely, and the restorative and transformative justice training, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly, it really grew out of your, your book study, your book yeah. club, you know, the restorative and transformative uh, you know, Justice Book Club, and that process became so engaging for some people that they said, we really want to bring this to other communities and other groups. So the the uh, training is going to begin in February. We're going to have regular trainings February, April, June, August, October, and December of 2022. And as with all of our trainings, if you aren't able to make it to one of those six trainings, you can always fill out the form on our website, again, faithchoiceohio.org slash trainings. You can fill out the form on that website that requests a special training. If you have a group of people or um, a congregation, if you're part of a faith community, if you have um, you know, a small group of people that you are just really close with and you want to go through this training together, you can send that form through and try to see if we can set up something to be able to bring that training to you because restorative and transformative justice is an essential part of reproductive health rights and justice in our movement in Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to the restorative and transformative justice training, we're also doing um, a training in the off months of that, right? Those are begin in February and they're every other month. Beginning in January and going every other month is religion and repro. And I'm really excited to you know be able to bring this training um, to light. I'm gonna be doing the first one at least. Um, <laughs> but religion and repro is a, a topic that we always get requests to speak on and we're now formalizing it into a training, a one-hour training that gives people the tools to understand the roots of religion and reproductive health rights and justice, particularly our rootedness in the clergy consultation service and clergy and faith communities in Ohio that have been working for access to abortion since before Roe, along with an understanding of where the anti-abortion agenda has been rooted in a very small subset of evangelical Christianity and what that means for religious communities when we know that religious opposition to abortion is being weaponized and utilized as a culture war issue in our modern day because folk really have to get a good grasp of where this 
this anti-abortion agenda has been rooted in a very particular way, in a very manipulative way, if they have any hope of being able to counter that Mm -hmm. long term. So we're offering, again, Religion and Repro every other month beginning in January. And again, if you would like to have that uh, training for a small group or a group of folks that are not on the regular days, you can always request that training individually. In addition to these two trainings, we're also continuing our SMA in good faith. Again, that's self-managed abortion. I always say SMA like everybody knows what SMA means. (laughs) SMA means self-managed abortion. We do a training called self-managed abortion in good faith. And we've been doing that for the better part of a year now. Uh, We're now upping that instead of doing it once a month, we're gonna do it twice a month because Mm -hmm. the demand has been so high. Um, it's going to be offered every month on the first Wednesday of the month at noon and the third Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. How's that for regular? It's First regular. Wednesday at noon, third Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. And as with all of our other trainings, we're more than mm-hmm. open to, to, having a, uh, to having a training requested by an organization or a group. Mm -hmm. But SMA in Good Faith gives all the information that you need to know about SMA in your community and how to talk about SMA within your faith community and beyond. When people begin Mm -hmm. to ask questions about what is SMA? How does it work? You know, Mm -hmm. how do people uh, in our community, how are they accessing these services? Mm -hmm. You will have all the information you need once you've gone through that one hour training, that SMA Mm -hmm. in good faith training. Mm -hmm. And I am, you know, I think that it's super important that we are having that conversation now, especially given, you know, what uh, 22 may hold for us. I know a lot of us are, you know, worried about what is going to happen this year, what is going to happen to Roe, how are we preparing ourselves for um, the world? What if Roe falls? What if, you know, and that's, and it's scary to have that conversation. I know we've had that conversation several times on here about like what uh, Roe falling means for us as an organization. Um, But this year is all about focusing on preparing ourselves for that and having SMA trainings having people um, have access to the information needed to give community care to people who may need access to abortion in let's be honest a state where access to abortion may become even more difficult Um, so we are you know excited to be giving people that information and um, that's just like our, our thing so we have a new a new tagline to go along with our new name, which is Empowering Advocates for Abortion Justice and Reproductive Freedom. You know, when I'm thinking about these trainings and all the new stuff that we're doing this year as we're, you know, rebranding and doing all this new stuff, it's all about empowering advocates and making sure that not just like that we as (laughs) Faith Choice Ohio organizers are prepared, but also for anybody who supports Faith Choice Ohio or, um, you know, is a person of faith who wants to advocate for abortion. Uh, We wanna make sure that you're prepared for that and that you have access to the information and tools that you need to be a good community member who has that kind of information or just be a good person of faith who can um, help others. And I think there has never been a time 
more appropriate, more in need of that mission than this time. This time is the time for which this mission has been built and crafted and honed because we in this place we talk about you know what what if Roe falls right mm -hmm. what if Roe versus Wade is no longer um, you know kind of that bare minimum guarantee for folks we know right now that Roe is going to fall mm -hmm. we are planning in this moment for what happens when the Supreme Court announces maybe it's June maybe it's July maybe it's January maybe it's before this this podcast airs and gets to your ears. We don't know. But when that happens, when we go to a pre-row existence, the part that really gives me hope and gives me a place to, to set my heart uh, that is not in deep sorrow alone is in the reality that we've been here before. Mm -hmm. Our community and our organizing in the state and in this organization has been in this place before, because mm -hmm. before Roe, it was clergy and congregations, people of faith and conscience, who made sure that people had access to abortion care when they needed it, where they needed it, and made sure that they were able to access all that they needed. And that's who's going to do it again, because mm -hmm. we in this place, we in this place are different than our pre-Roe counterparts in a few key ways. We have mm -hmm. more resources right now than folk had back then. Mm -hmm. We are more connected in this moment. We mm -hmm. have partners like If, When, How, you mm -hmm. know, folks who are lawyering for reproductive justice. We have, you know, deep partnerships that we are, are forming and we're really excited to get to share with you about, you know, things that we're doing with our friends at Catholics for Choice, right? Because we have people in every faith community in this state who are pro-choice advocates Mm -hmm. for abortion justice and reproductive freedom. And mm -hmm. it is our job to equip those individuals mm -hmm. and empower those individuals and unleash those individuals in their collective power to make sure that people have access. So when Roe falls, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting into the sermon mode here, right? Like the, the preacher's starting to preach, but like when Roe falls, we are going to rise anyway. We're gonna rise up as advocates in this community and in every community across the state to be able to make sure that people get the care they need because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. I know we got a lot of trainings and we're doing a lot of equipping of people, but the reason that we are doing this training process and education, education being one of our key values at Faith Choice Ohio, the reason that we educate is because you have to have education in order to do the work that must be done. You mm -hmm. must know and then you must do mm -hmm. the, those two things together, knowledge and praxis, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not, uh, you know, trainings for people who are just interested in learning, you know, uh, a little something that they can impress people at parties with, right? This is knowledge for action, mm -hmm. faith in action trainings is what we call all of our trainings. And when I think about like, you know, why, why repro, at least for, for me as a person, um, now that I'm, you know, I'm working two jobs in repro. Why, why repro? And it's about the individual person and uh, the right that they have to to dignity and um, authority over their own bodies. And if nothing else, like what I, <laughs> even in the face of you know whatever 
the Supreme Court says about what access people get to have to their own bodies and what authority they get to have over their own bodies. Um, what I care most about is making sure that people can live the fulfilling lives that they want, not that, you know, a legislator wants or, you know, somebody who wants to impress their faith values on you. Um, a, a, a person's right to their own body should be determined by their own their own values, <laughs> their own faith, if they if they have one. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited this year to you know help people have that knowledge so that they can they can take actions that best help themselves and help their communities and help people be able to um, express the power that they should have over their own bodies. Absolutely. And and part of what we're seeing in the state of Ohio is really an uprising of people of faith speaking back against the agenda that has been forced on the whole state. Mm-hmm. The agenda of enshrining one particular narrow-minded religious belief on the whole state as if it is an endorsed morality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was very privileged this last year to work, um, you know, alongside the ACLU here in Ohio and nationally, as well as some of our, our partners in Southwest Ohio in support of a preliminary injunction motion that was brought by, um, you know, several clinics in the state against a particular law from several years ago, SB 27, SB 27, which was a uh, a bill about fetal remains. And not to get too far into the weeds, you can read the article, which we'll link in the show notes to this, but SB 27 basically was one of those laws that we brought forward at the state level, um, you know, as Ohio often does. It was brought forward in order to shame and stigmatize abortion patients. It required the burial or cremation of fetal remains, regardless of a person's wishes, regardless of what a person wanted religiously to be done with the proceeds of their procedural abortion. And we fought back against that. And you know, one of the, the key elements of this case that we were able to, to enlighten, um, for me as a pastor, I was able to speak in my affidavit about why it is really, really, really problematic and downright unconstitutional that we would be forcing a religious practice of burial and cremation mm-hmm. onto the bodies of every person who chooses abortion in the state of Ohio. 20,000, give or take, 20,000 abortions in the state of Ohio every year. I guarantee among those 20,000, there are people who are members of faith communities that do not acknowledge burial or cremation as an important ritual that follows an abortion. It's not part of their religion, and yet it's being forced on them. One very small way, one very small way that we're pressing against that. The reality is, though, that overture, that concept that we are going to press against religion being forced on individuals, particularly anti-abortion religion, that is going to be part of our long-term work and what you're going to see expressed in our work here for years to come. Um, 
I wish I were optimistic that Roe versus Wade was, you know, going to stand and we were going to be all right and, you know, somehow there was going to be some 11th uh, hour miracle and, you know, uh, Neil Gorsuch at the Supreme Court was going to get religion. But, you know, I am sick and tired of counting on one man on a court to bring salvation to anybody. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court does, it doesn't matter what the legislature in the state of Ohio does, it ain't right. Mm -hmm. It ain't right to keep people from abortion. You can't keep people from abortion. We won't let you keep people from abortion. They can make it harder. They can put things in our way. They can put obstacles up throughout the course. But the reality is, no matter what situation they set up for us, we love jumping hurdles because that's what we do. That's what we do, and that's who we are at Faith Choice Ohio. We're hurdle jumpers, uh, and we're going to keep jumping those hurdles for whatever uh, faith community you're a part of. I, I like to tell people I jump hurdles for Jesus, but you know if you jump hurdles for Buddha or uh, for anybody else, doesn't matter. No matter what your faith is, no matter who you jump hurdles for, uh, we welcome you here, and we are so glad that you're a part of our larger faith community that's fighting against these horrendous, horrendous abortion bans and fighting for true abortion justice and reproductive freedom in Ohio. I'm just, I'm just really excited for this, for this new year and all the stuff that we're going to be doing, and um, I am so excited to see the people who, you know, come to these trainings and who are a part of our work this year and you know like we talk about like not forcing a religion on people and I think sometimes that people uh I'm I'm thinking about like stigma that comes sometimes around you know being a person of faith and and what people may think about people of faith and one thing that I think I hope is abundantly clear is like I may be a person of faith and I have my faith and um, I my faith gives me joy and I want you to experience that joy if that is what joy is for you but I would never and hate it when other people force uh, I would never force my religion on anyone and I hate it when other people are trying to force their religion or their religious practices on other people you know for me, uh, practicing, you know, prayer and and having moments of silence and, um, you know, doing certain rituals give me peace and give me joy. But that doesn't mean that that same thing is going to be true for everyone. And just the the not the one thing, but one of the many things that I love about working um, at Faith Choice Ohio is that can be very clear about that about the fact that even as a, a person of faith like I'm not going to force my religion on you and I'm not going to force any practice on you mm. and no one else should either mm. especially when it comes to things as important as life-changing and um you know monumental as choosing whether or not you want to have a child in your life or whether or not you want to carry a pregnancy or whatever um, that should not be forced upon you because of someone else's faith. Amen. That is always and forever should be your choice. Um, and I think like our work stands for that. And, you know, even with a new name, even with a new really cool logo and really cool colors, um, 
that's still what we stand for. It's what we stood for last year. And that's what we'll continue to stand for is people being able to choose what is best for them, regardless of other people's faith. Amen. Well, yeah. as we are wrapping up here, we, we only have a little bit of time left with you, but we give great thanks for all of you who have stayed with us through uh, this time with our podcast, uh, you know, starting uh, all the way back, what, June of 2020, was yeah. it? June mm-hmm. 2020. And now we have a new name, even though we're the same fantastic people, we think fantastic people, <laughs> that you have known. Uh, my name is the Reverend Terry Williams. My co-host with uh, Our Soul is Kelly Fox. We give you a great thanks as we go from this place. Be blessed, friends. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things Repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.